So we are going to transition now and we are going to discuss deliverance. This is definitely, uh, you know, I'll start this out by saying the first thing that Jesus did when he came out of the wilderness, the temptation, uh, was he cast out a devil. Everybody always reads Matthew's first account of the miracle being turning the water to wine at the, at the wedding at Canaan. That was not Jesus's first miracle. It wasn't. And I'll tell you why. Mark is the first gospel of the synoptic gospels. Mark's account of Jesus's ministry was written first before Matthew, Luke, and John. Luke was written in like 60 AD. So Jesus had already been you know, up in heaven for 30 something years by that time when Luke, when the gospel of Luke was written. Mark was written around the same, uh, a little bit earlier than that. But all of these accounts happened several years later. Anyways, I digress. Jesus goes into the temptation. After being led of Holy Spirit into the wilderness, he comes out in power. Write that down. Jesus came out of temptation in power. That word power is dunamis. It's the Greek word dunamis. It also is attached to the Greek word dynamito, where we get the word dynamite from. So the power. It also dunamis also means excellence of soul. Excellence of soul. The only way that you can be excellent in your soul is by way of Holy Spirit. So Jesus did every single miracle, sign, and wonder with the power of Holy Spirit. If Jesus did not receive the baptism of Holy Spirit when he was baptized by John the Baptist, he would have never done one miracle. I want you to think about that. Holy Spirit is the legitimate power. That what's the question? Um, how do you spell the dunamis? Oh, D U N I M U S. So in Mark chapter one, you go down towards, I think it's uh, verse 20 through 23, 24, around there. It says that Jesus came after he came from the temptation. He went into the synagogue. And in getting to the synagogue, a man in the synagogue, which is known as the house of prayer, that's where they prayed. Okay, that was their that was their church, the synagogue. A man that was demon possessed in the synagogue screams out to Jesus. Jesus, what business do you have with me, son of the most high God? Have you come to torment me before my time? I want to point a few things out about Mark 20, oh, 1, 23. Jesus didn't go looking for the demon. The dunamis power of Holy Spirit in Jesus made it manifest. Mm -hmm. He carried the atmosphere of heaven in him. That's what Holy Spirit is, the atmosphere of heaven. His very presence caused 
the environment that he was in to manifest. This man had been in the synagogue, you know, we could, we could just assume that the man had, it was a regular at the synagogue, right? Why didn't he manifest before? Because the dunamis power of Holy Spirit had never been present in that manner. This is why also uh, demon, the casting out of devils was the first miracle that Jesus did. In the Old Testament, we see supernatural provision. In the Old Testament, we see, um, what do you call it? Even the dead being raised to life. We see in the Old Testament, the sick being healed. But the one thing that we do not see in the Old Testament, with exception to Jesus's great, 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 great grandfather was only through worship was the casting out of devils. When Saul was vexed in first Samuel, I think it's 15 or something. When Saul was vexed by our tormenting spirit for disobeying God. He said, get from me a man skilled in the strings that he may play and I may find comfort from this vexing spirit. And so his men went out into all the land and said, but sir, we know of this one man, a Bethlehemite, the son of Jesse, known as David. He is a shepherd boy, skilled in playing, and is one that is a man after God's own heart. Saul said, bring him to me that I may be uh, relieved. Every time that David worshipped God, not that he played the harp for Saul. Get this. Every time that David worshipped God because his heart was in line with chasing after God's heart. The evil spirit could not stay and stand in the worship. It could not stay and stand in the presence of God. Okay. So it would, it would lift from Saul. But when the worship was done and David was gone, guess what that evil spirit would do? He come right back. Okay. So that's what sets Jesus apart from anybody else. That is what makes the apostolic the apostolic is the casting out of devils. Because Jesus said, if I, by the finger of God, cast out a devil, then surely the kingdom of God has come into your heart. That's what he says. So when Jesus says that I, when I, if I, by the finger of God, cast out a devil, Surely then the kingdom of God has come at heart. What that word means is that he has transcribed, he has tattooed your heart with the kingdom of God. So when you are being delivered and doing, when you are receiving deliverance ministry, it is the kingdom of God. It is the finger of God that is writing on your heart, the kingdom. That's powerful. We need to understand that. So for uh, Mark chapter 123, this demon goes wild, starts, you know, screaming, cussing Jesus on the most high God. He identified him son of the most high God, the most high judge. God is an office. God is not his name. Write that down. God is an office. It is not Yahweh's name. It is his office. The word Elohim in Hebrew, K 
can be uppercase or lowercase, and it translates to, are you guys ready? To judge. J-U-D-G-E, judge. So when this devil was speaking to Jesus out of this man, what business do you have? Isn't it interesting that Jesus at 12 years old told his mom, he rebuked his mom and said, don't you know I'm about my father's what? Someone say it. Business? Come on now. The 14-year-old said it. He said, I am about my father. The verse in Mark is 123. Starts about around 18 and goes all the way for the rest of the, of the, of the chapter, down like 32, 33, I think, something like that. So Mark 1, 18 through the rest. Just read the whole book, the whole chapter. Mark is legit. I mean, y'all need to get to the point where you fall in love with every single gospel. Because every time I read the gospels, it ignites me. I don't read the God. Listen, I know we're here to talk about deliverance. Let's get delivered from, from religion tonight. If we're going to get delivered from anything tonight, let's get delivered from religion. You read your word not to prove others wrong and not to prove yourself right. You read the word of God from Genesis to Revelation to find Jesus revealed. Come on. That is why we read the word. We read the word from, he is there in Genesis 1, 1, all the way to Revelation, Revelation 22. And the last verse when it says, amen and amen. He is there. You have to find him from Genesis to Revelation. That is why we read the word. To find Jesus unveiled, revealed. The word apocalypse means to reveal. So Revelation means apocalypse. If you, if, if you read the Greek Bible and you get to the last book of the Bible, it is called apocalypse. And if you read from Genesis 1, if, I, I want everybody to do this for homework. Just write this down with a little asterisk, you know, on your notes. Put tonight before I go to bed, I will read Genesis chapter 1 and Revelation chapter 22. And watch how the first book of the Bible relates to the last book of the Bible. It will blow your absolute literal mind. I'm not, I'm not kidding, y'all. You will see parallels from Genesis chapter 1 in Revelation 22. It will blow your socks off. So we read the scriptures to find Jesus revealed, not to prove others wrong and not to prove ourselves right. Okay, moving along. So Jesus cast the devil out. He shut it up and he cast the demon out of the man. I need to point this out. In today's churches, not at the ark, not, not our church, but in today's churches at large, if there is someone that manifests and they are found to have a demon, uh, to be demonized and a demon starts talking out of them, guess what today's churches would do? They would kick that man out or that woman out. They would kick him out. We are going to read uh, Genesis chapter 1. Melissa. Read Genesis chapter 1 and, Gen and Revelation 22. Thank you, Tandra. So Jesus didn't cast the man out of the synagogue. Jesus cast the devil out of the man. Okay? 
that that's very important. He didn't cast the demon possessed man, the demon, the demonized man out of the synagogue and left the demon in the man. He cast the demon out of the man in the synagogue. It's very important to understand that. Five principles of deliverance. Number one. Either a believer does have demons or a believer doesn't have demons. But let's settle it in our heart and mind. Believers can have them, and most do. This whole entire lying fallacy that people of God can't have demons. Uh, I was late to getting to y'all tonight because I had to go and assist in a, in a deliverance. Demon, I'm telling you, believers can have demons. I'll tell you why. Salvation is to rat out death from your spirit. So you get delivered from, from death to life, right? So how many of you have given your life to the Lord? Everybody here has given their life to the Lord, right? I accepted Jesus in my heart, blah, blah, yeah, okay. When's the last time you had a perverse thought? Probably, probably even the middle of this. And by perverse, I mean a wicked or twisted. Not just a sexually perverse thing, but I'm talking about a thought that the word of God says a mind kept in Christ is kept in perfect peace. If we're here doing this Bible study and you over here worrying about what tomorrow brings, is that not a perverse thought? Mm -hmm. Or what is this guy talking about? He doesn't know what the hell he's talking about. Or different things like that. That will contradict what the word of God actually says. So if you're having those thoughts and you know that they're not coming from you, but you're having those thoughts, then what are those thoughts coming from? Exactly. They're coming from demons. Thank you, Tasha. I'm also an amateur lip reader. So I can. <laughs> so, yes, it's demons. So let's just settle it right now. Number one, a believer has or doesn't have demons. They do. Believers can have demons and most do. Demons live within your soul, which is your mind, your will, your intellect, and your emotions. The will of a man is, or the soul of a man is his mind, his will, his intellect, and his emotions. Sorry. <laughs> So while your spirit is saved, demons cannot dwell in your spirit because your spirit belongs to Holy Spirit and Holy Spirit indwells you. However, you've heard the saying, I wear my heart on my sleeves. How many have heard that? That's always synonymous with your emotions, right? When's the last time y'all cussed someone out? Oh, y'all don't, man, get out of here. I cussed someone out on, when was it? When did I say? Friday. Last Friday, I cussed someone clean out. Apostle, I'm an apostle of the most high God. I cleaned someone. I mean, straight cussed someone clean, <laughs> clean out. I repented after. You also said they deserved it. They 100% <laughs> deserved <kidding>. it. 
They 100% deserved it. I, but listen. It was me. My emotions, Jackie is back. I'm back. You're, you, just, you just came in right on time for me to tell people because we're going over five principles of deliverance. Okay. Did you guys go over and, those already? No. The first one okay. we're talking about is uh, number one, a believer has demons or doesn't have demons in deliverance. But let's settle okay. it in our heart and mind right now that believers often, they can, we can have demons and most of the time we do. Because demons don't reside in our spirit and they also don't reside in our flesh. Demons reside in our soul, which is our mind, our will, our intellect, and our emotions. So I got, emotions got a little high on Friday. And I cussed this man clean out because I, I was just like, you know what? Let me go ahead and cuss to get my point across because it was for an effect. Because I can't stand injustice. Therefore, since this injustice has continued to go on, and I'm not saying Holy Spirit gave me the green light to go ahead and cuss him clean out. That's not what I'm saying. I did not bridle my tongue. There was a time that I did have a demon cast out of my tongue. I did. I, I had a cursing demon that was cast out of my tongue. The demon that curses like that is called a mocking spirit. And I've had, I had the mocking spirit cussed out of my tongue. It came out. It came clean out. Um, so when I cussed this man out on Friday, what then was that? It was a matter of my flesh. So you have salvation to route out death from your spirit. Salvation delivers your spirit from death. Deliverance ministry, the children's bread, routes out demons from your soul. Guess what you do to crucify your flesh? And it's so unpopular today. You fast. Cousin! <laughs> Hello. Turn that camera on. <laughs> All right. Everybody, this is uh, Nicole Lee. This is Whitney's cousin. Oh, my God. We didn't do that. We just found out. So th days. this is funny. <laughs> We did deliverance with Nicole via Zoom on Monday. And I'm like, Nicole Lee. And I'm looking at her and she looks like Whitney's cousin, Eric. And I'm like, I said, Nicole, where, where is your family from? And she's like, oh, I'm from Arkansas. I'm like, you're Whitney's cousin. Because yeah. there's only one Lee family in all of Eastern Arkansas. Yeah. And that's their cousin. So I'm like, oh my goodness, Whitney's cousin out of this world. So write this down, Nicole. We are talking, uh, we're, we're going over deliverance, five principles of deliverance. Number one, okay. a believer has demons or doesn't have demons. I've got three incredible daughters of the most high God on here that I have conducted deliverance on, that Jesus has conducted deliverance on, and all yeah. three of them can tell you they're believers, they're tongue-talking, they believe they're infilled with the Holy Spirit, yeah. they have the same power that raised Christ from the dead, Incredible woman of God. Each one of them had demons. Yeah. Each one of them. So that being said, let's settle it again. We all as believers can have demons, and most of the time we do. But listen, and, and deliverance isn't always a one and done type thing. I always go for checkups. 
Earlier, I was in the room over here casting out a demon and I started manifesting. <laughs> Not kidding. Not kidding. But we need to be honest with each other. Right. Jesus, when Jesus went to, to the garrison, Legion, Legion came to him. And from afar off, Jesus rebuked him several times and the demons didn't come out. And Legion ran to Jesus' feet and said the same thing that we see in Mark 123. Jesus, son of the most high God, what business, what business do we have? What, what common ground do we have? What, the, what Legion was saying to Jesus is we don't have anything in common. What business do we have together? He was saying we are not on common ground. And I, tonight we're going over deliverance. Next week, I'm telling y'all, you need to get all of your friends on D Digital Church because we're going to talk about the origins of demons next week. Y'all are going to be blown away. This week, we're talking about deliverance and we're going to do a mass deliverance after this. Next week, we're going to talk about the origins and it will blow your mind because when Legion asked Jesus, what business do we have together? He was saying, you're pure in your generations. You're not of a fallen angel, is what the, de the demons were saying to Jesus. I want you to think about that and hold on to that until next week. So number two of the five principles of deliverance. If the individual has a demon, it must be there because it has a legal right to be there. If someone has a demon... It's there because it has a legal right to be there. It has a legal right to be there by something that someone did or that person did. Something that someone said or some or or uh, what they said or someone else said or have done or what was spoken over them. Okay. There's often times as well that unforgiveness will be the premise and the basis for a demon to have a hold in your life. This is why it's extremely important to not harbor unforgiveness, bitterness, and resentment in your heart. This is also why it's extremely important to not doubt and unbelieve. If you have doubt and unbelief, you give room to the demonic in your life, okay? Principle number three, the believer being delivered must have a sincere desire to be free from demonic powers. So they have to confess it, they have to denounce it, and they have to renounce it. So I love to say this, Jesus will only deliver you from your enemies. He will not deliver you from your frenemies. Come on. He won't do it. Will not do it. And this one I always say in regards to pornography and masturbation. If you very well love to do those things, why are you going to try to get delivered from it? Because it's God will deliver you from your enemies. That's scriptural and that's biblical. Amen. So you have to desire to be free from the demonic. And I just want to add a little caveat to this too. When you're doing deliverance, you bet not expect the one conducting the deliverance 
to do all the work. You have to be a co-laborer and partner with heaven, partner with the angels, and partner with the one conducting the deliverance. Take my demons out of me. Take Look, them out of me. The last Thursday. No, it, 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 I'm not kidding. Last Thursday. Take them out. Thursday or Friday? Take them out. It was Thursday. Take them out of me. This woman, she was like, take the demons out of me. Don't leave them in me. Just get them out. And I'm like, well, you need a partner. Now that's your job. Needless to say, we cast out 33 demons in her. And there was probably thousands more left. Not kidding. Not kidding. Thousands more. We, it was wild. It was wild. All right. So you need, to, you need to be willing and able to partake in your own deliverance. If you are drowning and I am there to rescue you from drowning, you better listen to what I'm saying, and you better partake in your rescue. Mm. You better partake. Don't don't rescue. try to drown me, because mm -hmm. I will push you off. I'm a combat lifesaver, and I'm a combat swimmer as well. And one thing they taught us in combat swimming was if you are rescuing someone and they try to use you, you as their life raft. You do by any means necessary to create distance in between you and them. And it would be better for them to pass out from exhaustion and to resuscitate them than for both of you to get drowned. It's the same thing in deliverance. Mm -hmm. You need to partake. Number four, principle number four. You have to come into agreement with God's word and cancel any legal consent the enemy has. Okay. One more time, you have to come into agreement with God's word and cancel any legal consent the enemy has. The word of God says that whom the son sets free is free indeed. That word indeed means in reality. So if the son has set you free, which he has. Number three is the believer being delivered must have a sincere desire to be free from demonic powers. And just so everybody knows, I'm going to copy all of this and uh, have Josh send it in an email. That'll be easy. Number four, again, one more time. You have to come into agreement with God's word and cancel any legal consent the enemy has. Number five. Once the legal rights and the consent has been removed, I put the work on my transcribing. Yeah, it's been a minute. Josh. Okay. 
Number five, once the legal rights and consent has been removed, then the demon can be cast out or evicted. Go ahead and look in the uh, chat right now. Josh is uploading the five principles to deliverance right now. One, two, three, boom. There you go. Everybody get it? Look in the chat. So swipe uh, right, I think, Jackie. Swipe right for the chat. I was taking a picture of it with my phone. Right on. You must have an iPhone. Let's do it. How many of you are Android users? The Lord rebuke you don't, immediately. Don't call them out. <laughs> don't call them out, Pastor. <laughs> Oh my goodness, Lord, I pray that they get delivered from Android in the mighty name of Jesus. Uh. <laughs> uh. Okay, so everybody has that now. We're going to now go into the 10 steps to doing practical deliverance. Very simple. Apostle Benny, you made it. Oh my God, I made it so late, but I made it. <laughs> Praise his high name. So we just went over, if you go into the chat, I just copied and pasted, or Josh did, copy and pasted five principles of deliverance. Mm. So that's in the chat. And then, um, and I'm also going to send this to you and Prophet Will after this. We recorded this so that you guys can go back and see what we did. Amen. Amen. Um, Thank you. Going, you're welcome. Now we're going into the 10 steps to doing practical deliverance. All right. Number I'm going to be listening here. I'm driving, so I'm going to be listening. Yeah, you're, yeah, you're good. So number one is make sure your life is clean and Holy Spirit reigns in your life. In other words, live holy. In the deliverance that was conducted earlier, the individual stated, um, because there, there, was a, there was a wall that we were about to hit if we didn't confront this before casting out a certain demon. I said, uh, what's the demon saying? The individual stated it. I said, uh, why are you unwilling to let this go and receive it? All you have to do is receive it. The individual said, I'm not worthy. I feel like I'm not worthy enough to receive it. So I kindly rebuked the individual and I said, oh, okay, you're not worthy. Get over it. God did not call us to be worthy. That's his position. God called us to be righteous and holy. And while Justin Timberlake was bringing sexy back a few years ago, I'm bringing holiness back. Holy living needs to be brought back to the front. God called us to be righteous and holy. He made and saw us worthy, but we are not worthy. He is worthy. Okay. So again, number one is make sure your life is clean and Holy Spirit reigns in your life. Well, how do I know if Holy Spirit reigns in, your li in my life? How is your obedience to what the Lord is saying? Well, how do I know what the Lord is saying? Ah, see, now we're getting to some good things. Because then that goes into 
making sure and teaching you all, which the church has not done. As we go forward with the digital church, we will be teaching you all how to hear from God. Because he speaks in several different manners. I mean, the languages of God are infinite. Many of you, and I said this last week, many of you can look at people and you will see intimate details of their life. Never knowing them, you'll see what I call the movie trailer of their life. You'll see like a movie trailer play with like, it's live in living color and you can see and hear their conversations and everything else. And you just know what they're going through. That's called seeing. That's how God speaks to you. Okay. And we'll get into languages of God and everything else. Oh my goodwill. Wow. <laughs> I am just so honored. Look where he is. He's, He's the... in San Francisco wow. right now. San Francisco. Excuse me. Wow. I'm so listen, I'm so sorry, Pastor Apostle. It's been because you didn't want to be late. The Lord rebuke you. You straight. <laughs> oh, he's gone. His prophet will. He just went into the clouds. I, I, Transfiguration. <laughs> it's a party, Pastor. It's a party. The reason why oh, this goodness. is background on my thing, I don't know how to take it off. You'll be fine. So everybody, uh this um Apostle Benny and Prophet Will. Prophet Will is the founder of uh, Come Connect Church in uh, Albany, and well, in Colony. Mm, uh, come on now, prophesy, Apostle. Come on, yeah, in Albany. Get, they are moving to Albany eventually. Um, and we are the spiritual covering over Come Connect Church in uh, Albany, New York. Uh, they are hailing from the Bronx. They grew up with uh, with uh, Apostle Alexander Pagani, good friends with Pagani. They know Pagani. Uh, they're good friends with him as well. So uh, just so everybody knows. And I have them on here um, because it's been hard for us to get together, for us to do deliverance and everything. And since we're teaching tonight on deliverance, I asked if they can be a part of this to see it as well. So that's what we're doing. Number two of 10 steps to doing practical deliverance. You gather information of the individual by giving the pre-deliverance packet. So uh, we have we we took the the packet and we turned it into a Google form mm -hmm. that you can just fill out, and we have the link. Super easy. So and and I'm happy I have this in front of me right here. I open this on eight. Uh, Day was it? This was open like on March 12th. From here to here, I want y'all to see how thick that is. You see that? All of that? And there's a few missing from there. Too. These, yeah, and there's a few missing here. These are from the deliverances that I've done since March 12th. Just, just that. And there's there's some missing. That's close to uh, how many pages does this thing hold? I don't know how many pages this thing hold. It holds a lot, but that's a lot of deliverance. While I have people fill out those packets, and while I, and you guys will be given this link so that when you start conducting deliverances on your own, you will be able to give this link to other people to fill out too. Here's just this is, put an asterisk underneath point number two. Um, be led of Holy Spirit when conducting the deliverance 
and do your best not to read that packet until after the first deliverance session you do with someone. If you read that deliverance, um, and this is just my personal preference. This isn't a thus save the Lord. This is a thus save Jimmy. My personal preference is not to read everybody's dirty laundry out front Be for two reasons. It takes away the validity and the validation of Holy Spirit's ministry and deliverance. Everything that I have written down here is like, um, I'm trying to see. So, well, like I, I like mean, one that doesn't have an uh like I'll, I'll show you one that i just i just did the uh where is it at i just what i did was i put their okay so this person all i did was their initials all of these things let me see there we go okay all of these things where'd it go come on there we go those are the demons that Holy Spirit revealed to me. Okay. I looked back at this individual's packet after we were done with the deliverance. I mean, nailed it. And it's the same with every single deliverance that we do. Yeah. And another thing too, is there's been like several times, I mean, where I've like, I've just like talking to people before and then all of a sudden you walk or you or Whitney walks into the room and then you begin to like the same, literally the same exact things like the person was telling me. So I'm able to testify and witness. I'm like, Oh yeah. What's being, what, what you're saying is very legit. So, I mean, it, it, it really, I mean, even like it, again, like the spirit it, of prophecy and the, yeah. the validation yeah, because we're living, Jesus, listen, for those that are wondering, how many of you want to see revival? Raise your hand. You want to see revival. Guess where it starts? Everybody take their, their pointer finger like this. Do this. It starts in your heart. Revival happens when you live a life daily repenting, daily seeking God, and daily having the fire kindled within you. It is out of the overflow of intimate personal revelation and repentance unto Jesus, reconciliation unto the heart of the Father, that you will then be impactful towards others. And what is actually intimate revival in you becomes transformation to others so everybody's running after revival when we should be chasing after transformation romans 12 1 and 2 i beseech you therefore brethren by the mercies of god to present yourselves a living sacrifice holy and acceptable to god which is a reasonable act of worship do not be conformed to this world but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind how do you renew your mind the washing of the word. You have to be continually in the word. You have Jesus, when he cast out Satan in the temptation, he didn't say, I cast you out in my name. He said, it is written. He was continually washing himself in the word. So you have to have a daily intimate revival within you. And for everybody that's asking, we absolutely are in, in Revelation. Or, uh, or in, what do you call it, revival. We are in revival right now. 
God, God is pouring out revival rain, the billion soul harvest. We're in it right now. We're in it. In this ministry alone, I'll get back on track, but in this ministry alone, this year, there's been five people raised from the dead. I'm not talking about, oh, they were spiritually dead and God raised them back to life. No, I'm talking about these people died in front of us. Dead. 5, 10, 15, 20, 35, 45 minutes, an hour in some instances, God brought them back. Five people raised to life. Not one of them happened in the church. Not one. Over 100 deliverances. Probably 50 of them uh, in person. More than that, uh, doing mass deliverance like what we're going to do tonight. I don't know how many salvations, at least. I, I, I don't know. I don't know how many salvations. I don't know how many people received the baptism of Holy Spirit in just the last month. Probably over a hundred. No joke. Um, five individuals healed of cancer in the last five weeks. Fibromyalgia healed. I mean, we're in revival. We're in revival. I wanted to say that because when it comes to deliverance, you have to live your life in a manner that is daily repentant. And doing deliverance, y'all, will keep you delivered. When you yourself conduct deliverance and when you seek God in a manner of, Lord, if there's anything in me that needs to be delivered, deliver it, you, you become an ironclad contract of the Most High God that there's no entry point for the demons to come back in your life. I'm just telling you the truth. All right. Unforgiveness, 10 times out of 10, will be the biggest reason why people don't get deliverance. That's why when filling out this packet, it's extremely important for people to be honest. And upfront, I always tell people like, when we do the mass deliverance here in about 10 minutes, um, I will walk you guys through a confession of asking for forgiveness and forgiving others by name that you hold un uh, unforgiveness towards, okay? Number three, make the individual being delivered or make sure that the individual being delivered is comfortable and dressed comfortable. So a lot of times, like what we're doing right now, y'all are comfortable because you're in your own house. That's, that's pretty, that's extremely comfortable. But you also have to make sure that the environment that they are in is conducive for, for uh, deliverance. So what we usually do is we do have um, like a formatted email that we send out for people that come for one-on-one uh, -on -one deliverance. But we basically tell them, hey, this next week, you're, you're scheduled next week for deliverance. Here's some things to do in preparation for your deliverance. Seek Holy Spirit, you know on, uh, you know, forget, hi, sweetheart, forgive everybody you need to forgive, seek Holy Spirit on any entry points in your, in, in your, uh, um, in your life, um, set apart every single day, at least one hour of intimate prayer and reading of the word, um, have worship on soaking music, and I put a link in there of the soaking music, what else do we do, um, fast at least one meal a day, you know, diff different things like this to prepare the ones that are going to be receiving deliverance 
to really buy into their deliverance. And again, it's also to crucify the flesh. It, and it's also to stoke the fire of desire for you to be delivered. You want to make yourself comfortable for deliverance by making the demons uncomfortable. Okay. Um, lead them in prayers. Number four, lead them in prayers of confessing and renouncing sins. Renounce and break every soul tie. Repent, then confess. They want to be free. And I have different uh, 10 prayers. I think it's about 10 prayers. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Yeah, I have 10 prayers that to go through um, with each individual before we actually go into the deliverance. Number five. Oh, back to number four. It's extremely important. The last thing that I always have people repeat after me is, Satan, this house is not your home. I'm serving you an eviction notice. It's extremely important to know that. Number five, bind the demon power in the name of Jesus and command the demon to go into the abyss in Jesus' name. Bind the demon power in the name of Jesus and command the demon to go into the abyss in Jesus' name. Number six. I'm sorry, Jimmy. Can you repeat number five? Yes, ma'am. It is bind the demon power. Let me do this. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to copy and paste. And after every single one that I do, Josh will put it into. Okay. That's what we'll do. We'll do it like that. Because Sounds I don't know good. where. I think, I think me and Mike are the only ones. Oh, no. And uh, Prophet Will and Apostle. Uh, Benny, they are in New York too, and it's starting to get late. So I want to, I want to get to casting. I want to up and out some demons out of y'all tonight. Oops, I think I just sent the same one as I did before. Of course he did. Of course I did. Pasta. Number six, command the prince demon to identify itself by name or function. So with this one. I, I do deliverance as Holy Spirit outlines me to do it. Sometimes I will attack the little demons first. So it's like a pyramid, okay? So sometimes... You know, every... every Y'all see this? All right, so it's a pyramid. I mean, there we go. Okay, so it's a, it's, it looks like a sailboat. Jesus, help me. Um, that's supposed to be a pyramid. But, you know, you have the foundation, right? The foundation would be the strong man. Then you have every lesser demon that goes up. A lot of times people attack the smaller demons, so they chip away at the pyramid from the top down. I like to do this. I like to attack the strong man up front. 
That way, all the lesser demons got to go. And the reason why I do this is because uh, the kingdom of God is an upside-down kingdom. The kingdom of darkness is a right-side-up kingdom, which means the chief is at the top and has all the little ones ruling underneath, right? The kingdom of God is upside-down in that the leader is the less. The leader is always a servant. Jesus was a servant leader. Okay? So I like to attack the demonic pyramid by turning it upside down and attacking the foundation first. If I can destroy the foundation, the rest will implode. Jesus even said, will someone go and plunder a house while the strong man is yet untied? No, will he not first tie the strong man that they then can plunder the house? So we bind the strong man. If we bind the strong man, and, I did, and Holy Spirit will identify to me who the strong men are. Sometimes there's more. Like this, uh, no, I won't use that person as a peasant. Who's this last person that we did? I was like, Jesus on the main line. It was wild. Okay, yeah. This individual had one, two, three strong men. Okay. And in those three strong men, there was another individual that we did that the, that strong man was in five different rooms of the person's um, personality. I want you to think about that. So I'm not going to keep on chipping away at these little imps and demons, you know, these little guys. If I can attack the strong man, I'm going to take him out. I'm not going to, I'm, I don't want the foot soldiers. I want to get the general. Right. Mm. Number seven. Did you get number six? Oh, I didn't send it to you. Yeah. Number seven, see if the demon has any consent to stay. If no, make it leave. Uh, if it does have consent to stay, make them make the person confess the sin. Uh, command the demon to tell the truth by the power of Jehovah. So this is, let me go over here and I'll paste this to you real quick. So this is extremely important. Sometimes I'll tell, uh, you know, the demon, uh, or sometimes I'll, I'll just be, I command you up and out, up and out, up and out now in the name of Jesus, go, 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 the blood of Christ, the blood of Christ. And then the demon will laugh and say, you can't have him. And based on how their eyes look, which put an asterisk right here, I make sure that when I'm doing deliverance, that everybody's eyes are open and I make them get close to that camera so I can see into their eyes. Matthew chapter 6 says that the eyes are the window to the soul. So I look to see what demon is manifesting. And the demons, for example, Python, I have yet to see one individual that when I command the spirit of Python to come out, that their eyes do not turn into the eyes of a snake. Every single time, their eyes, their pupil turn into the, to a sliver like a snake. Every time, not sometimes. Every single time. It happened, uh, you know, an hour ago when I was in, in the room next door. When I called Python out, 
the individual's eyes turned into the eyes of a snake. Every time. So it's important that you keep the eyes open so that you can look in and see what's going on in there. So the demon will say, oh, you can't have them. Jezebel has a certain twinkle in her eye. And she always laughs like a cunning laugh. <laughs> like very arrogant, very pompous. And, oh, you can't have him or you can't have her. Yes, I can. No, you can't. Oh, do you have legal right? And then I say, I, I adjure you by the authority of Jesus Christ, or I command you in the name of Jehovah God to answer me. Do you have a legal right to stay? Yes or no. And they'll, if they do, if they do, the demon will say yes, because when you adjure them, it, it remember when you're doing deliverance, you are legitimately conducting a courtroom you're, you're, you're conducting court. You're bringing the, the witness is the individual that's being delivered. Every time you are commanding a demon up and out, they are on the witness stand. So they have to swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, nothing but the truth. So help them God. God ain't going to help them. The blood of Christ is testifying against them. So you have to tell them, I command you or I adjure you by the authority of the name of Jesus Christ to tell the truth. Do you have legal right? If they say yes, what's the legal right? The grandmother, the great grandmother, or this person is still in that, or this person has like um, last Friday, Lucifer manifested. Do you have a legal right to stay? Yes. I immediately knew that Lucifer was lying. Because right before that, Lucifer manifested in this individual and got up and started walking around after I had told the demon not to manifest in that manner in nature. So I said, Lucifer, sit down. I command you and adjure you in the name of Jesus Christ, sit down. Had to sit down immediately. Lucifer sits down, looks me in my eyes. And I said, do you have a legal right to stay here? Yes, I do. And I said, no, you don't. You're a liar and you're a rebel. I command you out now in Jesus' name. Came out immediately. Mm -hmm. Came out immediately. So you have, to, you have to be very discerning and in tune with what Holy Spirit is doing. When we do this, you guys are going to see here in about five more minutes, because we're, we're, we've got three more points. When I lead us into this prayer to enter into deliverance, it's Holy Spirit's show. It's his courtroom. Jesus, what, remember earlier, what did I say that God was? What, what is God? Is, it, is, it, is God Jesus' name or is it an office? Yes, it's an office. The office is judge. So I'm going to ask Jesus to take his rightful place as judge against sin and judge against the demonic. And I'm going to ask the blood of Jesus, which is Holy Spirit, to be your counselor and to testify on your behalf against the demonic. Number eight, you command the spirit to be one spirit. So if there's, so I'll say this, I bought, so perfect example, because um, we're, we're going to be coming up against the spirit of, of Leviathan tonight, because there's a lot of pride that's got to die. 
I command, so I'll say, I command the spirit of Leviathan. I bind you right now in the name of Jesus Christ. And I command every lesser demon to be bound to Leviathan in Jesus' name. And then I go on to say, you will not pass on your responsibilities to another. But when I cast you out, you will go to the abyss where you report to your superiors you failed the mission against the people of God. So I command the spirits to become one and command them not to pass their duties onto a number, another. That's number eight. Number nine is after we cast the demons out, and I usually go over number, like I, I skip over number nine because I like to stay on a demon and persistent and press. I, I do a lot of different martial arts. And um, every single one of the martial arts that I do, whether it's stand up or whether it's ground, I pressure people until they break. I love to pressure people. If I'm boxing, I will, I will stalk you down in boxing. If I'm doing Muay Thai, I am a stalker in Muay Thai. And I would just be persistent in walking people down with leg kicks and with, with jabs and with elbows. I, I mentally wear down on them. If I'm doing wrestling, I grind them and I don't try to take them down. I just grind them and grind them and grind them and grind them because I'm trying to break their will. If I'm doing Brazilian jiu-jitsu, I do the exact same thing. I will use their own gi to smother them out because I'm trying to break my opponent. I do the exact same thing with the demonic. So I press and press, come out, come out, come out, come out, go, 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 up and out, up and out, up and out, the blood of Christ, the blood of Christ, the blood of Christ, the blood of Christ, the blood of Christ. And you have to not be moved by the manifestations or the lack thereof in the people you're doing deliverance on. Jackie, I love you. I'm going to be so real. When we were doing deliverance on you, I'm like, are we delivering anything? Because as you guys can see Jackie right now, how she's smiling and everything, she was just like that the whole entire time doing deliverance. And I'm like, uh, Lord, is anything being cast out? And he's like, yes. You don't, you don't have to look for manifestations all the time, but if it happens, which it does, it'll happen. Her manifestations were, I felt, I saw a flash of light and I feel lighter. We didn't see nothing on this. And I'm like, mm -hmm. she's over here being stoic. I'm like, Lord Jesus, can you help us? Are, are we getting through? But to each, each deliverance is different, okay? So that was number eight. Number nine, or I'm sorry, number nine, go back two or three times to make sure that every demon that was cast out earlier is in, in fact cast out to ensure that it's not there anymore. And then number 10, you need to pray for anointing and protection over that person that was delivered and pray Holy Spirit's dunamis power, full circle to the dunamis. Pray that they be infilled with dunamis power of Holy Spirit. So I'm going to copy and paste this now to Josh. Josh talks. There you go. So does anybody have any questions at all over 
the five principles of deliverance or the 10 steps on how to be delivered? Jackie. I do have a question. While you guys are doing the session, do you guys say a prayer for yourself so nothing is you know, put on a new? Or like yeah. So if, yeah. if you remember when we did your deliverance, you know, uh, we just we pray in the spirit, we ask Holy Spirit to fill the mm -hmm. atmosphere, we partner with the kingdom of God. I decree and declare the kingdom of God in, in the session in the individual's home. We partner with the angels of heaven. We put the armor okay. of God on. We plead the blood of Jesus. We put a protective hedge around about us. We bind and rebuke retaliation. We put the demons on notice that they will not tear the individual. They will not cause them to go into indignation. Uh, they will not cause the, the person to be embarrassed. Um, they will leave without delay. All of these different things. And then at the end, we bind retaliation. But here's the thing. And, and this is a revelation that the Lord gave me probably a month ago. And I've been praying it ever since. And the people that I've definitely prayed this over have, I mean, breakthrough in their life and no demonic deterrence ever since. And I did this for you too, Jackie. I did it for you, Tandra. Um, I did this for you, Nicole. Was I said... Jesus, you shed your blood in the Garden of Eden. You shed your blood in the Garden of Gethsemane. And you shed your blood for the Garden of the individual that we're doing deliverance on. And as your blood testified in all of those gardens, I pray testify here today. And I pray that the same fiery sword of the Lord that was placed in front and around about the Garden of Eden, be placed in front and around about the Garden of whoever, that the enemy will never find the entry point again in Jesus' name. And boom. I mean, I got three ladies on here right now that can tell you if that worked. So does that answer your question, Jesse or Jackie? Yeah, I was just, you know, wondering, like, for those to do the delivery session, like, pray for protection so nothing goes that you're take, casting out psalm 91 those that dwell in the secret place of the most high shall abide under the shadow of the almighty i will say of the lord he is my refuge and my fortress my god in whom i trust you should say that that psalm every single day if you can but just make sure that you put the armor of god on you and do not give fear a foothold ever 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 never 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 don't give fear a foothold it has no place it has no right don't allow doubt in when okay. uh, the deaf and mute spirit when the, when that man came with the deaf and mute spirit and asked the disciples to cast it out and they couldn't cast it out then jesus came and said oh i got you mike uh jesus came was like oh you perverse and uh unbelieving generation how long will i have to be with you and he said out in jesus name and it came out immediately they then said jesus uh how come you could cast that out immediately and we couldn't and he said, he said, um, these ones come out only by prayer and fasting. He wasn't talking about the deaf and mute spirit. He was talking about the demon of doubt and unbelief that the, that the disciples had. Had. So it's extremely important that you have no fear, no doubt, no unbelief. Okay. Mike, go ahead. 
so my question was, I've had this question for a minute now. Um, it's about the number number two in the deliverance. And it says, if an individual has a demon, it has the legal right to be there. So my question was, um, do demons have a legal right to be in you if it was unwillingly given to you, whether it, for an example, maybe gossip that you know you overheard and maybe you view somebody different oh, uh, no like for gossip and everything whatever uh the way that it will have a perfect example and i uh, i like to use this one in particular as a, as a basis is freemasonry while I, while you may not be in freemasonry your grandfather was right but just saying i don't know if he was or wasn't but i'm sure that he was wasn't cool if he was each degree of freemasonry has an oath tied to a curse yep i take this oath that i will blah 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 and if i share this oath then curse be my children my children's children my children blah 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 blah, blah. and with every oath there is a curse attached to it so you can have no dealings in Freemasonry, but because your family bloodline did, and those curses were never broken, never canceled, and never repented for, that curse now falls on you. That now That's opens cool. you up to the demonic, okay? Yep. Um, generational curse? Absolutely. Generational curses. Um, you also have bloodline demons grandfather great-grandfather was was a rolling stone so your grandfather was a rolling stone so your daddy was a rolling stone and now you're a rolling stone great-great-great-granddaddy was an alcoholic so your great-great-great-granddaddy was and so your great-great-granddaddy was and so your granddaddy was and so your daddy was and now you are an alcoholic because i want everybody to understand this the day that you realize that the sins and the addictions you, you deal with are not your sins and not your addictions is a whole brand new day. And this is something that we'll discuss even further next, next week when we discuss the origins of demons. But your, the, the, sin, the addictions, the sins, those thoughts, they are not yours at all. They never were. Yes, I know Jesus died on the cross, so they're on the cross, all that. Yep, absolutely. However, you are presently dealing with certain things. You're presently sinning in certain areas, and that is not your sin, and they are not your dealings. Does that make sense? All right. So what we're going to do now is we're going to go ahead and we're going to do this mass deliverance so prophet will i want you to turn your view on your phone to where it's like uh you know the brady bunch so you can see everybody because if ev I, I want you to be able to see if anybody's manifesting i want i just that's what i just want you to see and same with you uh apostle benny if you see anybody manifest that uh, go go to the brady bunch view uh so you can see if anybody's manifesting or anything so yes ma'am go ahead nicole go ahead cuz i got it okay <laughs> um i have a quick question 
Is there um, steps for after deliverance? Absolutely. Like, what do you do afterward? Because after these last three days, and what I've read, was supposed to just, just be on. So remember, I told you, you stay plugged in. So you stay worshiping. You stay praying. Praying the spirit. First Thessalonians 5.19. Pray continually. Well, how can I pray continually? I'm glad you asked. You can pray in the spirit continually. Who here does not have the their prayer language, the baptism of Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues? Who does not have it? One, two, three, four, five. One, two, three, four, five. Yeah, five. All right. Y'all going to get it tonight. Y'all are going to get it tonight. It's very simple. Okay, so to what you said, Nicole, um, you pray continually, worship, stay in your word. A mind kept in Christ is kept in perfect peace. When thoughts come into your mind that are not of God and not your original thoughts, you don't attack those thoughts in your head. Mm -hmm. You attack those thoughts out of your mouth. So if you have a negative bad thought that comes into your mind, you... I, out of my mouth. Nope. In the name of Jesus Christ, I pull down every single loose and false imagination in Jesus' name. And you you take a full 30-inch set. Another way that you keep your deliverance is um, staying connected to the community of faith. If you're able to watch some of our live streams, partake and be a part of it on Tuesdays, on Sunday mornings, tonight, Partake and participate. Um, fast. Do some fasting, whether it's from social media, whether it's from actual food, whether it's from stop drinking coffee, whether it's from, you know, stop eating certain potatoes, potato chips, you know, just seek Holy Spirit on what you should be fasting from and fast. Be purposeful with settings, setting a part time to be in the presence of God, not for anything else other than you wanting to be in his presence, you, you wanting to be in his face. The word presence in Hebrew, there's no Hebrew word for presence. What that word actually means is face, the faces of God. So when you're saying, God, I long for your presence, when you read that in Psalms, it says, when David says, God, I long for your presence, he's saying, God, I long for your faces. I long to be in your faces, which means he has several faces and he's multifaceted. So who is God trying to ident identify himself to you as in each and every situation of each and every single day? Okay. All right. So y'all ready? We're good. Any, any more questions? We are going to attack. In this, so this is what I am going to say about this deliverance that we're about to do. This mass deliverance, we are going to focus on Leviathan, 
Python, and Jezebel. That's who I'm focusing on tonight. Leviathan, Python, and Jezebel, and every lesser demon, they're going to have to come out. Because I like to attack, like I said, the strong men. And with Leviathan comes pride. With Leviathan comes propaganda, uh, you know, triangulation and relationships. So the side talks, the gossiping that comes with Leviathan. What comes with Python is perversion, seduction, uh, all forms of witchcraft. And it's also uh, a false Holy Spirit. So the inability to hear from God will come out. It is also a, a arrogant spirit. What did, the, what did the girl that was possessed by Python, she kept on running around. These, these men are the men of the most high God. These men are the men of the most high God. Arrogant. It'll say the truth but from a bad area. Some of y'all like to tell people the truth, but it's not coming from a good place in your heart. So we're going to attack Python. Jezebel, you have all types of witchcraft and all types of whoredom. But Jezebel is also, let me help everybody. Je Jezebel is also a very well put together professional demon. She knew business and real estate. Ahab was the king that had the most land and largest kingdom than any of the kings in the history of Israel. He only got that after marrying Jezebel. So Jezebel was a realist. I mean, she knew real estate. She was a businesswoman. She knew, I, I mean, their, 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 their marriage was a business transaction to unite a kingdom. So everybody, every time you see, oh, I'm going to be so real, you know, a woman will walk by in a church, you know, with a big booty and she wearing tight pants and all the women immediately like, oh, there's Jezebel. No, that's not Jezebel just because she got a big booty and tight pants and she wearing red lipstick. That's not Jezebel. Jezebel is extremely cunning, extremely wise extremely professional and extremely demonic. So we're going to route that out today. We put some, when, when we do deliverance, every time we've got music playing, I've all, I always have music playing when we're doing deliverance. So I have, you going to play over there? What's up? Okay. There it goes. <clears throat> So for everybody, now this is this is the part that we're going to do some repeat after me's and everything. I'm going to ask Holy Spirit to come in and fill and all this other stuff. Um, when we're doing the repeat after me prayers, just repeat after me. There's going to be a portion where you have to forgive people, forgive people by the name. All of y'all are on mute right now, so that's great. Don't worry about it. But say, you know, specifically, I forgive and I forgive my mom. I forgive my dad. I forgive Bobby Joe. I forgive Sally Sue. I forgive, you know, Big Booty Judy. Or Just forgive everybody. Forgive everybody. And make sure that you forgive yourself. That's extremely important. There's also going to be a portion where you are um, 
what is it called? Confessing sin. Mm -hmm. You're going to confess sins that you know you're currently in. Confess sins that you've never confessed to someone else. The word of God says, confess your sins one to another that you may be whole and repent that times of refreshing may return to you. So just confess your sins. What do you have to lose? Nothing. Okay. Uh, once we're done with the repeat after me prayer, prayers, I'll take over. And what I need you all to do is get as close to the camera as you can. Open them eyes up so I can see your eyes. And then, well, not right now, Tasha, but she all, she all ready to roll. She like, let's do this. Get, get these demons she, she, out of me, Joshy. No, no, no. <laughs> no. Get them out. Joshy. Amen. Okay. Amen. So we're just going to pray. You guys can close your eyes right now. And I'm going to pray. And uh, we're, we're going to just, we're going to enter in. Now for, let me see, Tandra, for uh, Jackie, for Prophet Will. Apostle Benny, I need y'all to be praying in the spirit. Well, Jackie, I pray you're, you're going to be able to pray in the spirit by the time we're done with this. I will say that. But uh, Jackie, just, just start praying protection. Everything that you know that we should have, start praying on your end for us, okay? All right, so everybody else, just go ahead and uh, close your eyes and pray and everything else, and I'm just going to lead us in these prayers. Robo sho so tore de que sare yalama so tore de que shatar rabacasa yalobo coso. Holy Spirit, fill, 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 fill this room, fill this earth and broken vessel, fill every single earth and broken vessel. I decree and declare right now the kingdom of God in this place, in this space, in their places, and in their spaces now. In the strong, mighty name of Yeshua HaMashiach, I decree and declare the kingdom of God is there. We partner with the kingdom of God on earth. We partner with the kingdom of heaven. We partner with the angels associated with this deliverance. We partner with my angels, Josh's angels, Prophet Will's angels, Apostle Benny's angels, with Nicole's angels, with Tandra's angels, with Robert's angels, with Mike's angels, with Jackie's angels, with Tasha's angels, in the strong name of Jesus Christ. I tell you all to draw your swords out, draw your weapons out, and light them on fire with the fire of the altar of heaven, and get ready to do damage unto the demonic in the name of Jesus Christ. Because we are here for the complete deliverance of the people of God and the complete demise and the defunding of the demonic and the people of God. So Holy Spirit, I pray that you fill every single one of us in the name of Jesus Christ. May the fire of God testify may the blood of christ testify on behalf of every single person tonight jesus i praise you and i thank you we ask and partner first of all with you but I ask that you take your rightful place you take your rightful spot as the judge of sin and the judge against the demons holy spirit take your role in your spot as the counselor and as the testimony of jesus christ on behalf of these people tonight, that they will receive the deliverance that they so desire and deserve. It is because of a, 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 a revelation of your goodness that I ask, Lord, that you conduct this deliverance. Holy Spirit, lead me, lead us, and guide us into all manner of truth tonight. So we just thank you and praise you right now for what you are about to do in the lives of your people. In Jesus' name, amen. So I just need everybody to repeat after me. Say, Lord Jesus Christ. I believe you are the son of God. 
that you died on the cross for my sins and rose again so that I might be forgiven and receive eternal life. I renounce all pride and religious self-righteousness and any dignity that does not come from you. I have no claim on your mercy except that you died in my place. I confess all my sins before you and I hold nothing back. Especially I confess and confess what it is that you need to confess. Oh, y'all got more sins than that. Get out of here. Keep confessing them. I confess the sin of pornography. I confess the sin of masturbation. I confess the sin of lusting with my eyes, lust of the flesh, pride of life. I confess of bitterness and resentment and anger and frustration and pride and rebellion, rejection, fornication, all sexual sins, addictions that I've had before for drinking too much, for smoking too much, for eating too much, for lying too much, for deceiving too much. Y'all got sin. Confess it. It's not hard. Don't be scared that y'all are together. I see you on different screens, but don't be scared. This is good for you guys. Okay? Better out than in. All right, so repeat after me. I repent of all my sins. I turn away from them and I turn to you. Lord Jesus, for mercy and forgiveness. This is a good one to confess with the one that I'm about to read to you guys that you, you, you uh, that I need you to repeat after me. This is in regard to sexual sins outside of marriage. Okay. Father, I confess the sin of sexual relations outside of marriage. I renounce that simple activity in Jesus' name. I call back every part of me that was given to another and all stolen virtue to be returned to me in Jesus' name. And I refuse any part or seed of another that may have come to me. I denounce, renounce, sever, and destroy by the blood of Jesus 
all soul ties with them and choose to be free in Jesus Christ's name. By decision of my will, I freely forgive all who have ever harmed or wronged me, hurt me or lied to me, or disappointed me. I forgive. I confess unforgiveness as a sin and repent of it. I lay down all bitterness, all resentment, and all hatred. Specifically, I forgive. Now go ahead and begin to forgive everybody that you need to forgive by name. Tasha, make sure you forgive yourself too. That's extremely important. Everybody, make sure that you forgive yourself. Ramasha Amen. Everybody's good? Good. Everybody forgive themselves? Okay. I sever all contact I've ever had with the occult, witchcraft, and all false religion. Particularly, I come out of agreement with and begin. If you've done horoscopes, Ouija board, voodoo dolls, uh, santeria, brujeria, uh, light as a feather, stiff as a board, uh, astral projection, tarot cards, crystal ball, magic eight ball, um, kundalini, yoga, reiki, uh, angel cards, um, burned candles to saints, rosaries, uh, seances, necromancy, 
but and necromancy is, is is a seance it's communicating with the dead trying to communicate with the dead uh any psychedelic drugs um that's sorcery so if you ever tripped on shrooms dropped acid uh got wet I don't know, LSD, smoke primo, which is marijuana with cocaine in it. Anything like that, come out of agreement with those things. If you're a Wicca, if you've ever done Wicca, if you've ever done any type of witchcraft, if you ever had an egg washing, if you ever did any type of spiritual cleansing, if you burnt sage in your house and you went around in the name of Jesus, I cast out all negative energy, but you're using sage, you know, you're, 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 you're trying to cast the devil out with some good seasoning that's actually sage is really good to use if you're going to roast a chicken just i know we're in deliverance but i'm just giving y'all some freebies here if you're going to roast chicken use sage with thyme um and tarragon it's incredible make sure that you use evo or you can use uh avocado oil amen sage is really good to use and uh, orange slices and lemon slices too. You stuff that bad boy with some garlic, you'll be straight. But sage is, is for cooking. It's not for cleansing. Amen. So if you've, uh, <laughs> if you've done any of that, done any of that, you know, um, go ahead and come out of agreement with it. If, if anybody in your family, come on, man. If anybody in your family has ever had contact or done uh, Freemasonry, Order of the Eastern Star, the Scottish Rite, Knights Templar, uh, Illuminati, any, anything in the Shriners, anything like that. If anybody in your family bloodline has ever done that, renounce that as well. So what you're trying to tell me is nobody here has any witchcraft in their life. I... Uh, Listen, what I mean by that is someone at what if you've ever at one point in your life have ever how many how many of y'all have, have ever read a horoscope? Raise your hand. Mm -hmm. how, how many of y'all have ever um, ascribed to astrology in any way, shape, or form? Here's one. How many of you have had a fascination with UFOs? Guess what the government came out and said yesterday? How, how, how many know what the government came out and said yesterday? How many of you actually know? The real? Not only are they real, they came out and said that they're demons. The, the federal government came out yesterday and said that UFOs are demons. And I had a whole revelation on that today. And we'll talk about it next week. Amen. So everybody's good. Repent and renounce it. Everything about witchcraft. How many, how many of y'all have uh, dream catchers or anything like that? Crystals. Native American. Okay, so shamanism. Is that your spirit animal? Tasha, is that your spirit animal? Unmuted, Jesus name. It's a it's a dream it's a dream catcher on my arm with the wolf in the middle of it. Um, I'm sure that you'll renounce and repent for that tattoo in Jesus name, Amen. You'll be straight. Is that your spirit animal though, the wolf? Um, no. 
What's your spirit um, animal? Spirit animal is a beaver. <laughs> so, so you've done a sweat lodge then? I just looked it up online. Okay, so that that's that's something else to renounce too. Any Native American folklore or witchcraft. That that is that is witchcraft. So where where we are? Yeah, go ahead, Jackie. What about stuff that has to do with Day of the Dead? Oh the yeah, sugar skulls holler by. <laughs> I have a sugar skull tattoo on my back. I you got know, it many years ago. Show, I'm, I'm going to get a tattoo tomorrow. Y'all rebuke me later. Um, <laughs> listen, it, don't don't trip on it. Now, one of one of the guys that we just sent out to um, Tennessee, he was a warlock and a shaman here in the North Country. And he has a, a legitimate gateway, demonic gateway tattooed on his hand. He repented for it. And I told him that when he decides to get it covered up, that I'll pay for it, that I'm going to pay for it for him to get it covered up. But I, played, I, I pleaded the blood of the lamb over it. And we closed that portal that was on his hand. Like he had a legitimate shaman portal tattooed on his hand. And he was a very well-known shaman in the region. You feel like I feel like you were gonna say something. I just want to have the microphone because okay. you had it near you. So that listen, don't get so wrapped around all, all these different things and everything, but it, the blood, amen. That's what the blood is for. Because when Jesus looks at you, or when Abba looks at you, he doesn't see all of that. He sees the blood of Jesus. Go ahead, Nicole. You gotta speak louder. I'm all for being corrected. So that's you're what? I'm all for being corrected. So if I'm wrong, I just want to know. Is it true that tattoos are like a bloodletting ceremony? No. Okay. Okay. So this is what I'll say. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna say it like this. You can go look at uh Apostle Alexander Pagani's uh ministry page. He did a tattoo thing. When was it, Benny? Last week, last Tuesday, or something like that. And yeah, he's, he has it on the um, on his website. Yes, uh, it's it's on his ministry on page on Facebook. So last week I called in because mm -hmm. we're friends, and your boy's got a lot of tattoos. And like I said, I've got a tattoo appointment tomorrow, but that's me. You're not me, and I'm not you. Holy Spirit didn't tell me to go get tattoos so that I can reach the lost. Holy Spirit gave me the desire of my heart that I've been wanting to get tattoos. And I didn't get any tattoos for over 10 years. So there are a lot of people that get tattoos with, without the consent or speaking of, to Holy Spirit about, you know, should I get it? There's certain things that you should do that when you want to go do it, you're, you're like, it's, it, Holy Spirit convicts you. I want to corn roll my hair right now. I'm so, well, I am so tempted to get in my car tomorrow and drive down to you and be like, look, hook a brother up, please. Like, <laughs> but the Lord told me not to cut my hair for a year. That's why my hair is growing and, and uh, I'm over it. And I'm like, Lord, can I corn roll my hair? And he's like, nope, you can't twist it. You can't row it. You can't do none of, nothing like that. 
So I'm listening to him. And every time I'm like, you know, what? I'm going to go get some Coros. I'm, I'm going to go get locked up or something like that. Every time I'm about to make that appointment and call, I get so convicted. So it's, it's to the level of consecration and intimacy that you have a Holy Spirit and according to the convictions that he has you living in that time. Now, Holy Spirit's not going to be like, you know what, the desire of your heart is to have premarital sex. Go ahead and have premarital sex. Holy Spirit will never say that. But in regard to the tattoo, because it's such a hot topic right now, to answer your question, I am very wise. My tattoo artist believes in God and I am ministering to him. So there's a lot of witches nowadays that are behind a tattoo gun right. that I will not get a tattoo from. Just to be fair and honest. So on that basis and that premise, it can become a blood covenant. But what the tattoos in Leviticus chapter 19, you know, I'm looking right now and I see Mike has his the hair around his ears rounded. I'm looking at Benny that he has a really clean line um, and he got some, you know, some, he got a really nice hairline. I'm looking at Will and he's just really nice lined up and everything. I'm looking at Robert. You got a really nice goatee, really nice low cut, all that stuff. I'm looking at these men right now. And according to Leviticus chapter 19, regardless of if y'all have tattoos or not, all of you are living in sin according to the law. See, but people want to throw tattoos at everybody, you know, verse 22. And I'm like, bro, go read 21, 23, 24, 25, 26, and 28 of Leviticus 19. Because it talks about wearing mixed fabrics. Now, everybody here is uh, sitting and is worthy of being stoned because not near one of us have 100% cotton on, do you? <laughs> I think this is 99% cotton. It's like you got nylon, you got spandex, you got cotton, you got polyester. So y'all triggers over here tripping about me having tattoos and want to hold the law, get the law of Moses against me. And I'm like, what's it say? Stone this man. It's made in China. Somewhere in the Bible it says if it's made in China, you're going to hell. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Well, no, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't ask it. I didn't ask it on what you were doing. I wanted it in the past. I told you my background still prosper. Ask Holy Spirit. Listen, every the different levels will determine the level of consecration. But I will say this: I don't drink alcohol. I don't. Now, yeah, I, I, I haven't in six years. And the reason why that I don't allow alcohol to touch my lips is because there is a level of consecration and revelation of Jesus Christ that I cannot allow my members or my suke, my flesh and my soul to become inebriated. I mean, hard liquor is called spirits. Do I need to say more? So I, I can't. Is it a sin to, to drink? No, it's not. Do not be drunk with wine, whereas in, in excess, but be ye filled by Holy Spirit. It's not bad to drink wine. It's not bad to get tattoos. However, the Lord has me consecrated not to drink because of the level and the realm that he's called me to. I have an, a yoke-destroying anointing over alcoholism, over suicide, over pornography, over masturbation. 
over those things. Why? Because I have been consecrated in several areas. But because of where we are in New York, we have a bunch of neo soul witches, warlocks, and the like, shamans and everything that have tattoos from the top of their head legitimately all the way down to the soles of their feet. Everybody here has tattoos. Everybody. Everybody. So anyways, I digress. We're moving on. So repeat after me. I commit myself to get rid of all objects associated with the occult or false religion. Lord Jesus, I thank you that on the cross you were made a curse. That I might be redeemed from every curse and inherit God's blessing. On that basis, I ask you to release me and set me free to receive the deliverance I need. I take my stand with you, Lord against all Satan's demons. I submit to you, Lord. And I resist the devil. Now on this part, y'all, you're getting mad at the enemy because we're talking directly to the demons. And I have a list of demons that you're going to say, okay? Now I speak to any demons that have control over me. Y'all ready? I speak to pride. I speak to rebellion. I speak to witchcraft. I speak to fear. I speak to rejection. I speak to resentment. I speak to unforgiveness. I speak to anger. I speak to hatred. I speak to violence. I speak to murder. I speak to disappointment. I speak to loneliness. I speak to misery. I speak to depression. I speak to self-destruction. I speak to suicide. I speak to doubt. I speak to unbelief. I speak to compromise. I speak to forgetfulness. I speak to confusion. I speak to torment. I speak to insanity. I speak to lying. I speak to cursing. I speak to blasphemy. I speak to criticism. I speak to fornication. I speak to adultery. I speak to masturbation. I speak to homosexuality. I speak to prostitution. I speak to pornography. I speak to sexual fantasy. I speak to nicotine. I speak to alcohol. I speak to gluttony. I speak to addiction. I speak to frustration. 
I speak to fortune telling. I speak to charismatic fortune telling. I speak to false religion. I speak to Christian science. I speak to Unitarianism. I speak to Freemasonry. I speak to epilepsy. I speak to stress. I speak to migraine. I speak to allergies. I speak to crippling. I speak to slumber. I speak to insomnia. I speak to death. I speak to torment. I speak to torture. I speak to Leviathan. I speak to Jezebel. And I speak to Python. In the name of Jesus Christ. I command you to go for me now. In Jesus' name, I serve you in eviction notice. This house is not your home. Go now in Jesus' name and get mad and keep telling it to go. Keep, the, keep telling it to go. Go now. Go now. Go now. Go, go, go. Keep telling it to go. Father, I draw, draw a bloodline around about your people right now in the name of Jesus Christ, and I put a fiery hedge of protection around about them in the strong name of Jesus. All right, I'm going to take over now.